This is Thursday, November 10th. How tight a grip do possessions have on you? We've been talking about the mission of Jesus in our study entitled Engage, and this week our focus is on generosity, using our resources as God's steward to advance his mission in the world. In 1985, the comedy movie entitled Brewster's Millions was released. The main character, Monty Brewster, is a minor league baseball pitcher with the Hackensack Bulls. He and his best friend Spike Nolan, the Bulls catcher, arrested after a post-game bar fight, and a man offers to post their bail if they will come to New York City with him. At the Manhattan Law Offices of Granville and Baxter, Brewster is told that his recently deceased great-uncle, his name is Rupert Horn, whom he's never met, has left him his entire $300 million fortune, but only if he can complete a challenge with several conditions. Brewster can choose to receive a million dollars up front, and that would be it. It would be all over. Or he could attempt to inherit the entire $300 million by spending $30 million in 30 days. And yes, when the time is up, he can't have any money left or any real asset to show for what he has spent. Now, this movie is a study in the form of a comedy about our attachment to money. You see, Brewster's great-uncle believes that being forced to spend away so much money in so short a time, he'll be cured of his money sickness, and he'll be able to use his inheritance well. I want to go to our scripture passage for today. We heard it on Sunday in worship, Acts chapter 20, verse 35. And all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. That's Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Now these words were spoken by the Apostle Paul to the elders at the church in Ephesus on the occasion of his last visit with them. Notice that Paul quotes Jesus when he tells them it's better to give than receive. Now, the statement itself is shocking because in the world of Paul, everything was about receiving. Actually, in the Roman world, there really was nothing like an unconditional gift. Gifts were given with the expectation of reciprocity. That is, you gave your gift because of what you stood to receive in return. The idea of grace or giving in this way came into the world through Jesus, and then through his followers. No one would have believed that giving, unconditional giving, was better than receiving. So how could this possibly be so? Now, for many reasons, but let's start here. First, to be able to give in this way, the heart must be free to give. You see, our nature is to look out for ourselves and plan for our futures and to pursue more in to secure our own lives. But to be free from fear and able to truly give, well, that would be unheard of at that time. For us as well, we constantly measure what we have. And, well, having more doesn't stop that. 
it often increases our money worries. So now we have more to lose. I like the proverb that says this, Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is my portion, that I may not be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or that I not be in want and steal and profane the name of my God. That's Proverbs chapter 30, verse 8 to 9. Yes, being rich puts us in danger. And the writer of the Proverbs says, being poor does as well. You see, the writer asked God to keep him from either danger. You see, money wants to rule in our lives, to have our devotion, and to become the God we serve. To be able to give, really give freely, means being free of the power of money in our lives. And second, to give in this way, the self cannot be in control. As long as we are the center of our worlds, well, we cannot give. But when God is our life, then we can be free to give. I think that's it. Giving reveals a freedom of the heart. We don't have to grasp for more. And we can even give from what we already have. We see the needs of others, and we join in the mission God has for the world. Okay, so you wonder, what happened to Brewster? How could he spend so much money in so short a time? <laughs> yes, he ran for political office. And as he did so, he asked the public not to vote for him. Actually, to vote for none of the above. And in the end, he spent all the money, and something else happened to him that changed his life. He began to love someone else. It's amaz amazing how love can break the spell of the power of money in our lives. Yes, his great uncle was right in many ways. His spending spree changed his life in such a way that he could learn to handle, handle money well. You see, Jesus said that it's difficult for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. When the disciples heard this, they wondered, well, who then could be saved? They thought having riches was a sign of God's blessing. But the truth is, God doesn't work that way. Our financial resources can become a trap, a snare that holds us captive. And it's in Christ that our hearts can be set free. In seeing that Jesus laid aside everything to redeem us so that we could be liberated from our bondage to money. Let's pray. Lord God, all things belong to you, and you are the God who loved the world so much that you sent your one and only Son to redeem us. Thank, thank, teach us, O Lord, your ways, that we might be free from our stuff and able to be generous. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.